Bandwidth for Changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more at Fastly.com. We move fast and fix things here at Changelog because of Rollbar. Check them out at Rollbar.com. And we're hosted on Linode cloud servers. Head to Linode.com slash Changelog. This episode is brought to you by Linode, our cloud server of choice. It is so easy to get started with Linode. Servers start at just five bucks a month. We host Changelog on Linode cloud servers and we love it. We get great 24 seven support. Zeus like powers with native SSDs, a super fast 40 gigabit per second network and incredibly fast CPUs for processing. And we trust Linode because they keep it fast. They keep it simple. Check them out at linode.com slash changelog. Welcome to GoTime, a podcast featuring a diverse panel and special guests discussing cloud infrastructure, distributed systems, microservices, Kubernetes, Docker, oh, and also Go. We record live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, New Pacific. Join the community of Slack with us in real time during the show in the GoTime FM channel and go for Slack. Follow us on Twitter. We're at GoTimeFM. Listen live at changelaw.com slash live or subscribe at changelaw.com slash GoTime. And now on to the show. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Go Time. So this is our podcast where we talk about anything really related to Go. Today with GopherCon coming up, what we wanted to do was talk a little bit about what sort of to expect at GopherCon, um, how to get the most out of it. And in order to do that, I have two people here who have been to many, many GopherCons. All of the GopherCons. Okay, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's Mark Bates. How you doing, Mark? All right, John. How you doing? Pretty good. And uh, Johnny Borsicu, did I say that right? No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce names. <laughs> We're starting out well. It's Borsico. Borsico. Okay, I apologize. Try, try emceeing conferences. It's, I know, it would right? not be fun. <laughs> Again. I got into the stage where I just ask everybody their name. Like, I don't care who I, like, I, John, I've asked you, like, how do you pronounce your name? John Calhoun? Yes, John Calhoun. I did it to Brad Fitzpatrick. I have done it to everybody in the Go community I've introduced, whether I know them or not. All right. So, Johnny, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm quite excited for next week, actually, but we'll get into that, aren't we? Okay. And then we also have Jamal Youssef. Did I? Yes, you got I it right. I asked you beforehand. I want to make right. sure I did it right. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Jamal is going to be at his first GopherCon. So, he's going to be here with me asking questions, um, trying to get the scoop and trying to make it a little bit easier for you guys to get an idea of what to expect. Okay. So, um, I guess just to get started, Jamal, do you have any questions for them? Like any, <laughs> or do you want me to start? I don't mind. No, like I, I want to know what the band is, you know? Everybody has guitars <laughs> in their background, right? That's the first question. What's the band? I'm missing a part of the Go community, man. Everybody seems to play instruments, right? I got to get a guitar or harmonica something. You, oh, you got, oh, if you're going to play harmonica, you're going to have to fight it out with Ron Evans, who's <laughs> one of the most amazing harmonica players I've ever played. Matter of fact, I got my box of harmonicas out, um, bringing to San Diego so he can teach me a few things mm-hmm. uh, on it. But uh, yeah, the band, it started, uh, this will be the, the third year of the band. It started a couple years ago in Denver. And uh, what we do is we get a um, full backline, a full band that comes in, and they kind of usually start the night, like a cover band, kind of fun stuff, whatever. And then um, basically gophers sign up. We choose all these songs and we start, we learn them. And we show up and we're like, hey, I want to play drums on this song and I'm going to sing on this song. And I'm going to play guitar and whatever. And we kind of pull the pieces of the band 
out and slot in our own. But yeah, it's 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 a really good time. I'm like I said, we've done it. We've they throw a huge party. I know where the party's going. Has the party been announced, Johnny? I don't know. Has the location of the party been announced? If it's not already, it's got to be soon. Yeah, I do, I don't I don't want to say where it is for fear of Heather. <laughs> <laughs> She'll chase you down, really. <laughs> yeah. So Heather is the event planner for GopherCon. Like, she is what makes GopherCon run. She's awesome. She's awesome. <laughs> she is amazing. Jamal, do you play Do you play an instrument? You know, I got uh, some harmonicas in a drawer that I've been meaning to learn, okay. but I, I have not done that yet. But now that I see how many musicians are secretly in the Go community, I need to, you know, start practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Go, like most communities, you know, half the community's developers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know. I, I know everybody, every developer, sorry, half the community's developers, half the developers, musicians, <laughs> half the development community is musicians, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, it kind of goes together, right? So bring your harmonicas and, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe Ron can teach you a few things when he's teaching me a few things. <laughs> but it's fun. There's a GopherCon band channel in Slack. You can drop in there and Brian Downs does most of the organizing and he, he does a really amazing job. And it's at the welcome party. So if you I guess that's first tip, right? Go to the welcome party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, don't miss it. Like, even if you don't like parties, do not skip the welcome party. Yeah, the welcome party. Because it's more than just a party. Like I said, I mean, we have a band made up of fellow gophers. Like last year, they rented an entire park mm-hmm. in Denver mm-hmm. to set up the stage. And they had, what, about a dozen food trucks mm. there. And it was just, like, it was just amazing. It's it's really, first year we smashed guitars. <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. What happened? There was no guitar smashing uh, last year? There was no guitar. I almost smashed the... I, I had bought a guitar for the conference and I ended up returning it. I almost smashed oh. it on stage because it wouldn't even... <laughs> I got halfway through one song and it wouldn't even keep in tune anymore. Um, but yeah, the band, the band is a hoot and the, so is in the party. Like I said, it's usually good fun for everybody. And this year's location is San Diego, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Um, but where they're having the party, it's it's pretty awesome. You'll definitely want mm-hmm. to attend. Let's put that. So I, I guess mm-hmm. like some questions I have, right? Like, so just general going to a conference, right? It's nice to go see everybody in person for the first time. But in terms of like networking, I know that the conference is set up in a way to allow like downtime in between workshops and talks and all that. But one of the things I'm kind of struggling with is kind of planning out the entire day. It's a little overwhelming with all the talks happening at the same time, workshops and all that. Is there a preferred time to network other than like the welcome party? Is there like an unofficial off the schedule? Like, hey, go to this Starbucks near the hotel, right? That's where all the real golfers are going to be, right? <laughs> I don't think there's any secret society. Is there, Johnny? If there is, I don't know about it. There's no speakeasy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that wouldn't be uncommon. Well, first of all, Jamal, uh, I always recommend, uh, as Johnny will tell you, uh, dinners and lunches are a fantastic networking experience. Um, So find me one of the days and come to lunch with me. I usually try to grab some people. So just find me and come with me. I'll introduce you around. We'll have a fun lunch. And same with Johnny, as I'm sure he'll take you to. But so lunches, dinners, the events. But during the day is important, too. And there's all sorts of great breaks. They do a great job of scheduling, like, afternoon breaks and morning breaks and again, Heather brings out all the stops for like snacks and whatever. And that's a great time to, to interact with people. So everybody's going to be in the hotel. It's The conference is in the Marriott. I think there's 1,200 gophers staying in that one hotel. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I know. And the rest across the street, I feel bad for everybody else in that. <laughs> Don't feel bad. They can just, you know, cross the street and get in there. No, no, no. I meant for the people in our house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you're going to see the people, you're going to see people all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's obviously a bit. But the schedule, uh, and I'm sure Johnny has some tips in a second here. I'm just going to finish up my tip. Like the schedule is always a tough one. Like how do you watch the talks and network? And, and, and how do you watch three talks simultaneously and network? <laughs> so my advice always is go for con. And most conferences do, but go for con in particular does an amazing job of recording the talks. Just first class. And they're all available. And they're always up within about two or three weeks after the conference. It's like ridiculously quick. So when you're looking at a schedule, right, and you see, say, two talks that you're really interested in, like my advice, it's just me, is I would go to the one that's less crowded. I'd go to the less, quote unquote, less popular one, right? Uh, You'll find better, you'll get better seats. (laughs) The speaker will really appreciate it if the room fills up with other people. You won't be standing. And a lot of times, like the fire marshals will come out and they'll kick people out if they're standing in the row or sitting down or stuff like that. So if you go to that one and then two weeks later, you know what you do? You sit in your living room, grab a drink. (laughs) <laughs> pull it up on the TV. Now you have the best seat in the house for that really, that big talk, that overcrowded talk you couldn't say. And then if nothing appeals to you or you don't feel like, you know, I don't want to watch any of these right now, then go into the hallway and you'll always find gophers out there, always in the hallway and just talk to them. And again, you can pick up those talks later. Like I said, if maybe they didn't grab you at the conference where you wanted to spend 40 minutes watching it, but maybe at home you do. So that's always my advice. And don't, don't bring your laptop. <laughs> well, if, if you must, bring it, but, you know, keep it. Keep it at the hotel. Where else am I going to put all the stickers I get, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll have time to, to decorate afterwards. But, yeah, you're going to want a shopping bag. They're, actually, they're giving out <laughs> shopping bags. Go for, they're not doing swag bags. They're giving out bags, I believe. And then you can kind of use that bag to go shopping all week. Yep, yep, pretty much, pretty much. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. To, to, to echo part of what Mark is saying is, is that, Personally, like at this point, when I go to conferences, uh, there's there's my main objective is to network, is to meet people, um, especially those that I've that, that I know of online or, or friends that I've met in pa- at past conferences that, that I want to catch up with uh, and, and meeting new people. Right. I always make it a point to always basically set up some time. Right. Uh, or put, put in extra effort to actually meet new people. Right. That way it's not always. I mean, I hang out with Mark every year. Right. Yeah. That's that's a given. Right. We're going to hang out. But I don't want to spend all of my time with mark right no, exactly. however however you know uh, greatest personality is right <laughs> but you know you, 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 want, you want to spend time with you know other people uh, as well and sort of uh, broaden your your uh, perspective if you will right so people are going to come from all all parts of the world right uh, that gives you an opportunity to sort of uh, see okay well how how's the go community in your you know um, part of the world or how's the you know uh, how have you seen grow grow right in, in your part of the world or what are some things that you know maybe you were doing well that you know we could learn from so there's a lot of these kinds of exchanges that you're going to be a part of if you try to meet as many people as you can so again the the, the talks and, and the keynotes all these things are sort of uh, recorded you can always go back and, and watch them um, and and for some of us you know who are like you know, actually, Mark, both Mark and I are teaching workshops on the um, the day before the whole sort of sessions and whatnot start. So you know, a lot of us are going to be sort of tied up, if you will. But that basically, you're still going to have a lot of opportunity to meet a lot of people. You know, you you know of online. And you know, again, it, this is kind of leads into my other point is that if there are people that you know of online and you're like, oh man, this person's always talking about how to go. You know, I'd love to meet them. Whatever it is, like actually go talk to them. Right? There's there's this sort of a um, 
sort of this this fear that if you go talk to somebody who 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 you consider to be you know popular in the Go community, or whatever it is that they're you know like they're unapproachable. That couldn't be further from the truth, right? The Go community is absolutely very welcoming, and and the people you know of that are a part of that community, they are also very very nice people, right? They're they're welcoming and they they enjoy actually talking to people and getting to know other people. So don't be afraid to actually talk to your to your heroes. I hate using that term, but don't be afraid to actually <laughs> go talk to these people because they're people too, right? So absolutely yeah. take advantage of the networking time and anytime you step out of the hallway, uh, out of a session or or the main uh, ballroom where they usually have the, the keynotes and whatnot, you're going to find people out there. You're going to find uh, sponsor booths as well. There's always people hanging out there trying to get swag, like bring a bag. Bring a shopping bag. <laughs> <laughs> bring a shopping bag. Because there is... I wasn't kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you will be... I mean, yeah, like every year I always joke to you know, to my family, like, look, every, I don't I don't buy t-shirts, right? I just go to conference, right? Especially go for con. And I basically, I replenish my wardrobe for the year, right? I, I'm like good on t-shirts, right? So like bring a bring a shopping bag and, and walk around and, and there's tons of sponsors and a lot of the stuff that they're, they're showing is pretty cool. And a lot of it is, you know, most of it is built on Go. So, the, you know, the, and obviously they're trying to recruit as well, which is another thing we can talk about in a little bit. Um, but there's like tons of opportunities to network. And again, you network because like you network when you don't need it, right? I say the piece of advice I'll give you. Network when you don't need it, right? So not 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 when you absolutely, you absolutely need to be in touch with somebody, right? So take advantage of the, of the situation, of the environment, right? Uh, um, network, talk to people, meet people and make friends. You know, I, I can't agree with that anymore. Like it's super important. I, I, my motto and Johnny's probably heard me say this a hundred times is I don't go to conferences necessarily for the talk. I go to see the people who I don't get to see every day and talk about shop and talk about things that, you know, that I can have deeper, longer conversations with in person. Um, and that's what, you know, Johnny's saying. It's like, no, and by the way, Heather would kill me if it sounds like we're telling everybody not to go watch the talks. The talks are amazing. <laughs> we absolutely <laughs> recommend you go and watch yes. the talks. Yes. I just, I can't stress that enough. But I'm saying you've got to also kind of don't feel obligated to fill your day watching every talk, right? Like, understand that it's okay to say, you know what, there's nothing in this block that truly grabs my interest right now. So I'm going to go and find some people to talk to instead. Like that's also, you know, I, I think Heather would agree that is also a part of the conference too. Uh, and like I said, you know, grab some people, just just find some random people and say, hey, you want to go to lunch? You know, I, I kind of like the Pied Piper. I start with one or two and as I'm walking out the door, I slow, right, Johnny? Yep, yep. I just kind of slowly pull in people and then it's like yep. 12 people trailing behind me off to lunch. Yep. Um, so do it. It's worth it. The, the networking is 100%. And Johnny's right. Like, everybody in the community is super approachable. No one will yell at you or brush you off. Absolutely. They might brush me off, but not you. This episode is brought to you by X-Team. X-Team is the world's most energizing community for developers. Work from anywhere in the world with leading brands, experience belonging unlike any other community, and stay energized by doing more of what you love. In this segment, I talk with Ryan Chartrand, X-Team CEO, about their global community and the work they're doing to enable the supportive community. Yeah, it's interesting because there, there is this perception that, 
you know, working remotely is this digital nomad lifestyle. And it's only for, you know, people 20 to maybe 25. But the fascinating thing about X-Team is not only are we in 35 plus countries, we are across all age groups up to, I think, 55 years old, maybe even older that we have an X-Team. And, you know, it's people with families, it's people who are single, it's people of various genders. I mean, it's it's so diverse. It It's really a magical thing to be a part of every day, but it shows you that when you are surrounded by that kind of diversity and, and knowledge and people with so many different experiences, this is the kind of community that you get into and you have no other option but to grow. So as the CEO of X-Team, what, what is it that gets you up in the morning? What motivates you? My main motivation when I get up every day is to jump into the community and make connections with people and, and learn about them, learn about their stories and, and see how we can make their lives better. And that is one of the most rewarding jobs you can have. So I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of it. If you're looking to join one of the most energizing communities for developers out there, do more of what you love to get energized, to find where you belong and to grow, then head to xteam.com to learn more. Again, xteam.com. So for those of us who have never gone to a training session, you know, can you guys talk a little bit more about, you know, why, like this year might be too late, obviously, but, you know, in the future, why they should consider them versus, you know, like there's all these different training options. You can hire people to come into your company, you can buy courses online, like there's a million different options, but training sessions always seem to sell out pretty quickly or they seem to do very well. So like what, what makes that in-person training session at like a GopherCon or something like that, you know, who would you pitch that to? Johnny, you can take that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we both have, have opinions on that because <laughs> we know we, we both teach and whatnot. So, um, sort of the real value for me in, in having a live sort of instructor like in the room is really the ability, like, and when you get a really good instructor, right? If you've ever been in, in a room with, say, like Bill Kennedy, right, who's going to be teaching at the workshop or, or people like that, that that really have a passion for teaching, right? They have a, a certain uncanny ability to read a room, right, and know where people are struggling to understand something, where they need to spend a bit more time, where maybe they need to slow down a little bit or speed up, right? So they have they have an uncanny ability to sort of read people's faces in the room and sort of, you know, and sort of provide the best value, right, for the money you're paying, right? So to me, that's one of the the biggest things you can get out of a, out of a live sort of a person training because the questions you get the chance to ask are perhaps things that you might not get from a video or from reading a book. And I can tell you in terms of pretty much the, my choice, my preference for training material. And you know, I, I mean, I'm a developer. I learn like everybody else, even though I'm teaching, right? I, I learn by teaching. Um, but for me, in terms of sort of the learning value, I think videos offer the best value over reading for me, right? I, I consume a ton of uh, YouTube videos, training material and whatnot, because that offers me, I can speed up, I can slow down, I can do a lot of things that I can't do with a book or like written training material. But the next best thing, the very, at the top of that sort of hierarchy is the live person right, training, right? They're, they're going to offer you, they're going to be able to answer your specific questions. They're going to be able to sort of a, a, um, navigate the room, right? And kind of deliver the value that, that, that most people are looking for. So the, <laughs> for a teacher, like, you know, I can speak for me and, and definitely Mark will have his own views on that too. Like, I mentioned before that I, I learn by by teaching. I, I enjoy the process of of, of teaching because I, in, in preparation for you know delivering a course or training, 
like I get to find out about nooks and crannies of, of a particular piece of technology, right? So I get to like helps me master my craft before I then have to go teach it, right? So if if you know you've heard people say before, like if you want to learn something really really well, try and teach it to somebody else, right? This is so for me, this is a sort of the the height of that, right? And 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 I enjoy the process, right? For me personally, the the biggest sort of satisfaction I derive from teaching is actually seeing that moment, right? There's a particular moment and, and Mark will probably notice too. There's a particular moment where somebody like gets it, right? It's a fleeting moment. If, if you don't look, right? If you don't look, you'll miss it. If you blink, you'll miss it. But that moment when they get it, Oh man, I live for that moment. Uh, I love when people like some people bounce up and down in their seats, <laughs> clap loudly. It's really great. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I have to echo everything Johnny just said, you know, and so I won't kind of go into that, but from the student's perspective, you've, you know, you're going, you're already going to say a gopher con and spending a bit of money. Why would you want to spend an additional three or four or five? I don't know what the, the tickets are, but you know, I, I, every conference offers workshops. Most conferences do, and they're all different prices anyway. So why would you pay for the extra add on? And I think Johnny is definitely correct when he says, you know, having a person there in front of you, like you can't beat that value. Like you can't beat that. That's hands down the best way right, is to interact with another human being. You know, and as somebody who runs a, a training company, I mean, that's what I do for a living, right? I go around and I train developers all around the world with gopher guides. And, you know, we go into these corporate environments and they pay a lot of money to bring trainers on site and <laughs> to do that, right? I'm, you know, not, it's just what it is. That's just the way training and teaching work. Not every company can afford to do it. Not every company can bring in dedicated people for three days, fly them to their office and do it. it like that, that's kind of fortune 500 level companies, right? You know, but your startups, you know, if you can get people to the conference, then that extra two, three or $400 add on can actually be quite valuable and be really worth it where they can get it's the training for the three or four developers on their team <laughs> at basically bargain rates because they really are. Con I mean, you're, it's eight hours, but usually the conference workshops are pretty cheap in terms of, you know, the actual value you're getting per head, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I always think it's a, it's worth it. And, and there's every conference I've seen has wonderful instructors. And, you know, I know GopherCon does it and other ones. They, they, they find the people they think are the best people to teach the workshops. You know, and you got Johnny, you got people like Bill and me and Dave Cheney and Frances Campoy and like just all these awesome people teaching and, you know, Carolyn and Natalie and just just all sorts of amazing people. Um, so, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to waste your money if you spend it on a <laughs> workshop at GopherCon. That's for sure. So, I mean, that, that all makes a lot of sense, especially like the startup scene, it definitely makes a ton of sense because I know the bigger companies, you know, like you said, it's easy for them to, not easy, but they can afford the training a little bit more easily. But, you know, if you have a 10-man startup, it's really hard to justify the cost of bringing in trainers and that sort of stuff. So aside from like training sessions, so that I guess the first day is, you know, getting to go for con, what should people sort of expect that day? You know, when they're first getting there, the first day, you know, what, what would you prep them with? Get there early for registration. Uh, sometimes they do registration on the workshop day. And if they do that, you should absolutely try to get there and get your badge and all that sort of stuff as early as possible. And I can't stress that there are like, 1,800 people going to this conference, they all need badges. That's almost 2,000 people need badges. So arrive really early <laughs> uh, or the day before if they have uh, hours. I can't remember if they do or not. Yeah, typically every year they, they do like a, the, the yeah, day before. Just, yeah. Well, because a lot of us are already in the building anyway right. for the workshops. Exactly. So they often will do that. So if, you, if you're in on the, was it Wednesday, the workshop day? If you're around 
come in and well read your email don't i don't want to get (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'd say i mean i'd say honestly in my experience you kind of get in a groove of things uh, like i'd like end of day one right you you kind of really know okay i know i know what the routine is i know you know when i'm supposed to be where i know how much time to allocate to actually get into the rooms and other rooms because i mean you've got a lot of people you know bumping into each other and you're trying to get from one place to the other so there's you know obviously there's some built-in time for for you know the hallway track as we're called but you know obviously you, you get a sense of okay this is this is what it's going to take for me to sort of get through right the these these few days Next right because yeah. i mean honestly I, I mean most of us are introverts right most of us so and a few of us fall in the ambivert I, I kind of fall in the ambivert category but even then sort of the introvert part of me after i've basically spent an entire day talking to people i just want to crawl into a hole somewhere <laughs> i mean don't bother me for the next two hours because i need to recoup right so you and, and you kind of have to sort of pace yourself right if if you fall in that category you know if you, you kind of have to sort of manage your energy level a little bit and i think you really get a good sense of what that looks like you know towards the end of day one kind of thing so definitely like pace yourself it's hard to say don't be overwhelmed because that sometimes that's out of your control but basically sort of take it in in strides a little bit and and sort of you know give yourself permission to be overwhelmed but then take a step back and if you need to you know step outside the the conference venue to you know catch your breath or whatever it is please do it right they'd rather you get the most out of it you know keep your energy levels up and and get the most out of the experience than than sort of you know burning out because you actually could burn out in those like those two or three days if you're not careful Oh yeah, it's tough. I, I, you know, again, agree with Johnny. I often go back to my hotel room in the afternoon, usually in the afternoon break for a couple hours and just <laughs> sit in the dark watching like <laughs> something on Netflix <laughs> for an hour, just like trying to like recenter and refocus my energy again before I go back out and do it all <laughs> over again. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's a lot. Yeah. It takes, have you ever been to any conferences before Jamal? I, I have, but uh, I'm completely new to the entire Gopher community. So it's not my first conference, but I, I never thought I'd be attending a GopherCon conference. And maybe just to speak on the perspective of somebody who's like just coming into the community and seeing it, like all the hard work you guys have put in. But the, the first thing is like I'm coming from a C++ background and C++ conferences are not as fun and there aren't as many opportunities. <laughs> you know, like there's a there's almost a rigid stance on things and it's, it's, it's very hard to kind of integrate and fall into that. I didn't even know there was a possibility of getting scholarships to come to GopherCon like that or even partial scholarships. But uh, Carmen was the one who probably taught me the most. You know, like uh, I, I, I did go as a hobby for a few years and just follow the community, read a lot of the stuff that you guys write. And like it was my fun language, man. It was what I programmed in for fun. It wasn't what I did for a living. And I got on Twitter and I was completely new. And it was a talk that Carmen made in 2017, the keynote speech at uh, Gotham Go, where it was the legacy oh, yeah. of Go. Yeah, that one was one that kind of, because like, it's one thing to know how amazing a technology is, but until you know of the community or you know of some people in there, you don't feel like you're a part of it. You're always on the exterior and never think that there's a pathway to get into it. But Carmen's talk really just was amazing. And I I remember writing a comment under it and it was like when it was first uploaded, like, thank you, Carmen, this is so important and et cetera. And then a year goes by and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna see what's up when we get on Twitter. And one of the first people I connected with was Carmen and she really made me feel welcome in the community and kinda gave me a perspective that I needed. And 
that is probably the reason why I'm still doing Go. So like I actually have a job now as a Go developer, which I still don't believe. Like I get to use the language that I love and get paid for it. So it feels good to be like in the community and to be working in the community and to feel a part of it. And I didn't even know there's a diversity scholarship. I didn't know if there was any scholarships at all, but like through Twitter and you guys retweeting and all that, I was like, what? Like I can apply? I'm like, sure. And it's been Christmas since, man. I'm excited to come. So as someone new coming into all of this, uh, the, <laughs> the one thing I, I, I keep seeing in this community is that like the more known someone is, or I guess the more famous they are within the community, the more accessible. It's like almost like an inverted pyramid, right? Like people you think that are inaccessible you can't communicate with like i'll send them a dm and like i get a response back and i'm not used to that like this person's pretty busy (laughs) you know like uh, i've talked to bill a few times via twitter he's been amazing brian's been amazing you know there's just been a lot of amazing people who just have answered really silly questions you know and i've been allowed to ask them and it's been amazing so i appreciate that but i'm excited i'm excited and there's probably a lot of other questions i have you know like uh, one of the things i guess was like man i, I thought i was going to i forgot that it's going to be recorded you know it's like now i'm attending it i'm like man if i miss it if i don't pick it up like it's different but then i forget it's going to be uploaded what Two weeks later, and I—it's <laughs> not the end of the world. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. So let me ask you: Are you going to? Are you going to be around on the last day, the community day? I am. Okay. Uh, I have not signed up for any workshops yet, so I got a partial scholarship. So I'm still thinking about like the benefits of attending. I know there's benefits, but cost benefit, cost for the ticket to attend, and all that. But well, the last day uh, is called Community mm-hmm. Day, uh, and that's not—that's part of the conference. Ah. And there's no, it's not where Bill happens to have an extra workshop that day, but that's an exception. So Community Day um, has a lot going on. Um, I can talk about a few bits of it, <laughs> um, but I, I actually get shanghaied. I don't get to actually see much of Community Day. Um, so I run the lightning talks every year, um, and those are on Community Day. And we have uh, about three dozen talks throughout the day. Seven minutes of talk, so you can imagine three dozen speakers. It's quite the uh, quite the event, and they also all get professionally recorded, just like full stage conference talks. And those are also up a few weeks <laughs> later. So, and that's an all day thing. And there are some really amazing talks this year, and I always recommend uh, the lightning talks. And what's awesome about them is people go from there to the main stage, like, and it's just really nice to see that. It really <laughs> is a mini conference. Um, so I obviously would recommend checking that out. Uh, Ron Evans does a hardware hack thing all day like so if you don't see ron at the conference that's because he's probably in a room somewhere assembling mark bates killing drones of some sort (laughs) Uh, it's true (laughs) Uh, but he spends the whole day doing he he gets like you know companies like intel and whatever give him all sorts of hardware to bring Mm -hmm. with them you know processors and all sorts of stuff and he spends all day teaching people how to program hardware he gives out tons of hardware to everybody who who attends I've never met anybody who said they had a bad time at Ron's hardware hack fest. I don't think it's possible either. And he's just, he's just, he's just a hoot. <laughs> he really is. He's, he is an awesome human being. Uh, and then I guess I only learned about this on Monday, um, but I guess there's a, a, a table, like a round table hack area 
And they're going to have 56 round tables set up with kind of sign up. So you can go and either sign up and say, I'm going to run a little table on my project, you know, or I'm going to run a table where I want to, I'm going to teach people how to use Go modules, right? And drink. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> right. We'll have like a little table, you know, whatever. Um, or you can, you, know, you can come in, you can be like, oh, there's a table on, you know, Go modules. Let me go and, and find out more about that. And you can kind of sit down and, and kind of join that group. So that also happens on the community day, I guess. Um, Johnny, what else happens on Community Day? It's it's also worth noting that a lot of people who actually work on Go itself, the language itself, are going to be there, right? So this is an opportunity mm. to sort of talk to them and ask them some sort of a some of the behind the scenes, right? Uh, sort of discussions that goes on. I mean, they may not be able to tell you a whole lot, but you know, you will get some insight into sort of a, a, the the process of of sort of um, deciding, right, uh, from somebody who's on the team, right, of, of what makes it in, how do they make decisions, that kind of thing. So if this is something that's interesting to you, if you're a language geek uh, and, and this is something that's inter- interesting to you, this is a perfect opportunity to sort of uh, get to meet these people and talk to them. There's there's opportunities for to contribute to to, to um, um Last year, there was a, actually a workshop for actually mm-hmm. getting you to commit, right, something to the Go project itself, right? So if you wanted to be a Go contributor, this would be the perfect way of actually, you know, um, going through the process of, you know, setting up, getting everything ready to go kind of thing and then basically being able to sort of commit something and we actually had somebody from the core team approving prs right brad fitzpatrick was one of the people like approving prs right you approve one of my prs i'm like what you know I'm, <laughs> so i was ecstatic so you know things like that you know basically again making the community more approachable now are they doing that again next this year i don't know if they are it's listed on the agenda is it oh we should probably look at the agenda we <laughs> Probably think we we probably think we already know it all. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so it says from uh, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. they're doing the contributor there workshop. Okay, and then later on in the day is when they're doing the like sort of fireside chat slash panel where they take take questions and talk to the community about Go and that sort of right. stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's yeah. definitely look at that. These are the awesome opportunities. Yeah. And and again, uh, Jamal, to what you're saying, the the I can't sort of thank you enough for actually saying that on air because this is something that I think the Go community goes out of its way right to to actually do to be approachable right to be welcoming to 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 say hey like we know you're a newbie, you, you know, on the outside looking in perhaps, and you're wondering, okay, well, when's a good time to, to come in? When, you know, when should I try? You know, maybe you've been sort of lurking a little bit and, and, and sort of wondering, okay, well, like, am I going to have an opportunity? Like, when's my chance to sort of make a connection and sort of join the community, be part of the community, right? It, like, this is, you know, we go out of our way as a community to make you feel welcome, right? We welcome newcomers, we welcome newbies. So this is, this is something that I think everybody needs to hear, that the Go community, right, is a safe place for beginners. It's a safe place for newbies. If you, if you if you don't know Go, right, you want to hang out with gophers and and start to pick up right some some knowledge, some tidbits, you know, uh, about what it's like to do Go, what it's like to be part of this community. Like it's this is not just about the language. This is not just about the technology. I mean, if you if that was it, then you could again go do any other tech you want. I mean, it's the the community plays a central role, right, in the language and in its life, right. So we we value community tremendously here. So. Please, like if, if, you know, if you're like Jamal and you're thinking, hey, like how, like when's my opening? You don't need an opening. Just, just go meet somebody, right? If you, <laughs> trust me, like you go and say hi and then that's it. That's, that's really all you need to do. Just go and say hi. Yeah. And most of us have stickers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what really blew my mind was when I first got on Twitter, I was reading some blog posts and some books and all that. And I kept on seeing Brad's name just come up, right? Thank you, Brad, for all the help, blah, 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 blah. I was like, who's this guy? And I looked him up, found him on Twitter. I was like, and I think I sent him a message like three in the morning, right? Like, 
hey, I saw that you keep being <laughs> mentioned all these books. Thanks for what you've done for the Go community, right? And then like two seconds later, he, he sent me a few sentences back, you know? Like blew, blew my mind that he was awake that time and <laughs> he replied. He, he's got like two very small children. Yeah, so they keep them up. <laughs> he's probably up anyway. Uh, but, you know, first time when I first met Brad was um, the very first Gopher Con. I was taking a taxi from the airport to the hotel. And uh, while I was waiting for the taxi at the airport, I was talking to another guy up and we were in like an HTML shirt. We started chatting. We realized we were going to the conference. So we shared a cab and we're like, we're in the cab and he's saying, you know, like, so, you know, do you use Go? I said, well, a little bit, you know, here and there, whatever, you know. And what about you? Do you go, yeah, I use it daily. Oh, okay. And anyway, we were talking. So what's your name? Oh, Brad, whatever. And we keep talking. Then later on, we were still talking, whatever. And, he, and I said, it's, you know, so where do you work? He goes, Google. <laughs> Are you Brad Fitzpatrick? Yeah. <laughs> so I spent like 30 minutes in a car with him, like asking him if he writes Go too. <laughs> What's your favorite part? <laughs> and he's super cool. He's such a great guy. They all are. Everybody really is very nice. Johnny does have it right. I think this is a community that rewards nice people. I think it also says a lot that pretty much the entire Go team is at GopherCon, or it feels like the entire Go team is there and like. They want to get feedback from people. And, you know, you hear people say like, oh, Go is Google's language or something like that. They don't have to be there. They don't have to go out of their way to be accessible and, you know, to make all that happen. But they do. And I think that speaks volumes as to why the language itself is as open as it is and inclusive and everything is that they're sort of setting that example. Yeah, there's a there will definitely be a lot of people and looking at the Go team community room on the last day. Like I said, there is a contributor workshop from 10 to 12 where you can learn how to contribute to Go directly. Uh, and then at 1.30 to 3, there's Growing Go, uh, which is kind of like a fireside chat panel with the Go leadership and team and then kind of closing. So it looks like there's a whole day where you can hang out with the team, talk to the team, get to know them. Again, like Johnny said, most of the team is going to be there, uh, plus a, a large contingent of community contributors to go as well. So there's usually like a contributor summit that happens at the conference as well. So there will be a lot of both core team and contributors just wandering the halls all week. Uh, and you can absolutely chat to any of them. They will love to chat with you. I'm just volunteering everybody. <laughs> I will definitely go to that day and bug everybody and introduce myself again. Yes, and you should absolutely, uh, if everybody's listening, they should absolutely introduce themselves to Matt Ryer as well. Yes, you absolutely have to meet Matt Ryer and meet him like daily because he has, <laughs> I found at conferences, especially like Denver, California, he tends to forget things sometimes. So let's, uh, let's just hammer Matt with hellos the entire time. <laughs> uh, he's going to thank you for this, Mark. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's also uh, Tim Raymond's birthday next week while we're out there. So everybody say hi to him. Nice, too. nice. Looking forward to seeing Tim. This episode is brought to you by StrongDM. Manage and secure remote access to any database, any server, on-prem or in the cloud, and environments. They make it easy for DevOps teams to enforce the security and controls InfoSec teams require. So if your engineers need access, you need StrongDM. So what can StrongDM do for your team? First off, more control, less hassle. Grant or revoke access to any database or server in one command. Use your SSO to manage access to every database, every server and environment. 
second, total visibility, strong DM upgrades your audit logs, log every permission change, every query, every SSH, and every RDP command and know who issued those changes. And of course, faster stock two compliance, easily enforce access controls and instantly answer auditors questions. Head to strongdm.com slash go time to learn more and request a free demo. Again, strongdm.com slash go time. So you were talking about Community Day with the Lightning Talks. I guess for anybody who's unfamiliar, can you sort of tell them what's the difference between regular talks, Lightning Talks, like why they should care about one over the other? Oh, that's an or interesting... Not necessarily over the other, but you know. <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, we don't have any sort of uh, collision in terms of that. Uh, so it's really is why would you come to the Lightning Talks and not go to a play with hardware with Ron, right? Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's the thing I'm always competing against, right? Uh, that's fun. So the Lightning Talks, like again, for those of you who don't know it, they're seven minutes long. We have, uh, like I said, between 30 and, you know, three dozen speakers. The variety of people talking is just insane. And, it, and it, they cover all these different topics. And they're fun. So a lot of times they're fun and sometimes they're silly. I, you know, for example, um, one year, Sharon Alsop gave a talk on uh, roasting her own coffee beans. It was really fun. Uh, one year, someone did a talk um, about a dead man switch using their iPod or their iPhone as a dead man switch on their computer and they hacked it all and they did it all and go and at like 6.59 right before I pulled them off the stage he yanked the cord the whole screen went dead and like that was the end of his demo and it was awesome <laughs> um, so there's all these great things that happens uh, you usually get like like Ramya Rao I'm sorry Ramya uh, she writes the uh, Go Go plugin for VS Code she usually gives a lightning talk every year she's giving one this year kind of you know and so that's always a great place to hear what's upcoming for things like VS Code. I know Florin um, uh, from JetBrains, uh, who works on Goland IDE, he's also giving a talk. Like So there's, there's all these just really interesting talks from people from all around the world with all just interesting perspectives. And some of them are, hey, I wrote this cool thing. I just want to show it. Some are, you know, this is my company. I just want to show it. <laughs> Those are a little <laughs> less interesting. Uh, and then some are just like, I found this weird issue, this weird bug, this hack, like watch me do something terrible with Go that you should never do, uh, right? So there's always fun stuff there. And it's just, and it's a fun day. And if you don't like the talk, there's a great chance that seven minutes later, you might like the next one, right? So you're not sitting there for 45 minutes or a half hour just being like, oh, my God, will this person stop talking? You're there for like six or seven minutes. <laughs> so if, you know, they're not all winners, they, they can't be statistically. <laughs> um, but uh, there's plenty of diversity and interest there, I think, for everybody who wants to attend. And seven minutes is a very short amount of time. It really yeah, is. I did one last year and boy, whew, that, I didn't see the time coming. It, it was, it was, but it was fun though. It was really fun. Most football. people don't. Yeah. It was. <laughs> That's always weird. We're like in high school when you have to talk about a subject you don't care about, filling three minutes is like awful. And then like you get to talk about something you care about and you're like, wait, seven minutes are up. Like I need way more time. Yeah. It's true. It's true. So the lightning, to I, I said, I absolutely love the lightning talks. I, I wouldn't keep running them every year if I didn't. Um, we just get some really great people come through. And then, like I said, it's lovely to see them start. A lot of people start on that stage now and are migrating to the bigger stages in the main conference. Uh, and that's just awesome to see. 
and I love that we get to do that. So if you want to see the next Brad Fitzpatrick or the next Johnny <laughs> or the next Carmen, the lightning talks may be for you. Ooh. <laughs> How's that sales pitch? <laughs> Very nice. Actually, um, Heather, Heather Sullivan, you know, the, the person we've been, we've been referencing as being uh, sort of the primary uh, organizer for the conference. She's pretty awesome. Um, she's mentioned that uh, um, there'll be whiteboards, right, um, throughout, basically spread throughout the uh, community day, right, around the tables, at the edges and whatnot. That round table section we were talking about. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if, if, you, if you've got a topic uh, um, that you want to go up there and put on the board, you can find other people who are also interested in that and you can see sit at a round table or two, right? And, and hack on whatever that thing is together, right? So it's, it's a way of identifying uh, your, your, your tribe, if you will, right? Say, hey, yeah, I'm into, I'm into you know, uh, dependency management. Maybe you go, you know, to, to, the, to the modules table, Cause, right? Because who isn't? Who isn't, right? <laughs> who, who wouldn't want to hang out there all day? <laughs> right. So it, it's tons of opportunities for that stuff. I'd also probably mention that even if you don't, like, if you feel like your skills aren't up to snuff or whatever, like, don't worry about that. You can learn so much just by sitting with other people. And like, I, I've been fascinated by like, you know, people who feel like they aren't very good to go. I've learned things from them. Um, stuff like that happens all the time where you just see other people's approaches. So don't worry about, you know, being an imposter or something crazy like that. Like people are all very welcoming. Just have a good time. Um, at least I feel like the Go community has always been that way. So They absolutely are. That, that's that's why I love going to these things. <laughs> I don't know it all. <laughs> None of us do. Like, I, I have fun about packages and libraries and tools and all, just like endless, you know, just I don't have a CS degree. So whenever I'm in big brain land with all these <laughs> CS people, like I just try to suck in as much as I possibly can <laughs> from them and just, you know, learn what I don't know. We all have our areas of specialty. You know, Jamal, I'm sure you could tell us some stuff. For example, I have never done C++ a day in my life. I would be all thumbs. Couldn't even tell you how to compile it, right? So just because you're, you know, a newbie in Go, doesn't mean you don't have anything to offer anybody else, right? And, and that's not obviously just for you, Jamal, but that's for everybody, right? Like it, just because you're new to the conference or the community doesn't mean you're not useful or welcome or have knowledge to offer. Uh, thankfully, the lightning talks, like I said, are a great way of helping people show that they, they can do that. But you should know that you can and know that not all of us, no, no one does, right? But even those of us who have been there since day one of the conferences, for example, we, I don't know. I, you know, ask me how the garbage collector works. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we, we value, we value outside perspective. Um, you know, it's, it's like, personally, I, I enjoy hearing about those stories. People who are coming to Go, uh, usually like if sometimes they're coming to programming in general and Go happens to be their first language. I absolutely love these people because I really get to sort of uh, um, shape and mold them, if you will. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, you have people who are sort of coming from, from other programming languages, right? So they bring their own ideas and how they're used to dealing with certain things. Uh, and sometimes it's it's so you kind of engage a little debate with them. Well, I'm used to doing things that way. Well, this is why we don't do this very thing that way, you know, and, and go kind of thing. So you get a chance to, to sort of um, get some outside perspective, right? And, and a lot of times, you know, we're like, hey, you know what, that would be kind of cool and go, right? So, and, and these kind of conversations actually do end up sort of bubbling up into, you know, possible proposals, right? That the, the Go core team sort of ends up evaluating and, and deciding whether that's something they should consider or not. I mean, generics for example, is a prime example of that, right? So, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, we need generics and go, we need generics and go, right? And, and a lot of people made a case for it and it's something that's being evaluated, right? So uh, again, basically these, these uh, the perspective that you're going to, somebody's going to bring that is from outside of the Go community, right, um, is, is tremendously valued and it's welcome. Even like I, I've come to learn that so most of my development is done by myself 
And as a result, like the type of development I do is very different or like what works in my code doesn't necessarily work in a company that has, you know, a thousand engineers, like it's vastly different. So just getting that perspective and seeing how they do stuff and learning from them and vice versa, they might say like, oh, you know, you can prototype stuff way quicker than me. Let me see how you're doing that and learn some stuff there. So just, you know, knowing that everybody comes from a different background and that's a good thing. Like conferences are an awesome spot to learn all that stuff. Agreed. So I don't know if we ever mentioned this, but the scholarships, I guess, it's a little bit too late for this year, but uh, <laughs> I do think that's something worth mentioning for the future is that, you know, GopherCon does offer scholarships. So, you know, if you're considering going and, you know, for some reason it's not something you can do, definitely check that out, um, get in touch and, you know, ask about it because the, the goal of the conferences isn't to exclude people. It's to, you know, get anybody and everybody there. And Heather, last week, she had a story that I don't think got recorded, unfortunately, but we got to talk about how there were some people that like literally went to a Go conference and like now they're, you know, it made a huge difference in their career and in their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what we're looking or I think that's what they're looking to. I guess I'm not technically doing that because I'm not there. <laughs> but, you know, like it's one of those really positive things that I think a lot of people just see conference and think I can't go. I don't have the money or I don't have the means to make it there. And that's that shouldn't be what holds you back. Yeah, I mean, you, you can really you could look at going to a conference and hopefully, you know, an employer pays pays for you to be there. And, and if you if, if if you have any other ways of actually getting there and, and you're privileged enough to actually be in that room, I highly encourage it because it's considered as, as an investment right in your own career in your own future you know the the i remember going to my very first go for con actually you know um, mark was right there sitting next to me and we were like you know look up and up on stage and and seeing bill amongst a bunch of other like you know well-known speakers do 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 their thing so we were like hey this this is this go thing is 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 for us like we we, we enjoy the language it's you know seems like the community is growing around it so right then and there we decided hey this was worth time, right? And, and, and investing right energy into it. So, you know, fast forward a few years later, I mean, pretty much that's what we do now, right? We do go full time and, and we are part of the Go community. And, and, you know, a lot of us basically have businesses that have sprouted out of being involved in the Go community. I mean, it's it's really an investment in, you know, possibly in your future. So this is why I say, hey, like when you go to the conference, right? Don't forget to actually network. This is, you're not just going for the content. You're going to watch the content later anyways, right? So don't forget to actually network people, get to know people, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there were all sorts of, um, like we talked about earlier, there's all sorts of events for that uh, kind of built in, like the welcome party and uh, community day and all sorts of other stuff. But there are, I, there are other events as well, aren't there, Johnny? Yes, uh, there actually one of my favorites that's actually going to happen um, this year is uh, the GoBridge uh, reception. I think that's happening on Thursday, Thursday night, Thursday evening. So if you are a person uh, um, who is considered under underrepresented in the Go community and uh, or have helped um, put together a GoBridge event or a workshop or, or a scholarship of some kind, we absolutely encourage you to to come and and participate. This is sort of our way of saying, hey, we, we're part of this sort of a subgroup, if you will, like within the Go community that it, that basically cares deeply about the diversity and inclusion and really making it well, making the Go community welcome for people from underrepresented uh, groups. Um, like we would love to get together and sort of a, a, and, and talk shop, right? Talk about okay, this is this is the impact we're having. This is how we can make things better. Ideas come out come out of such events. So absolutely encourage um, folks. Basically, even if you if you, even if you like never heard of, of GoBridge and and you know, and, and want to understand what it is and what it's about and and you think you can help, we absolutely would. would love to have you. So it's absolutely um, something that, that I'd, I'd highly recommend. 
Yeah, and there. Um, if you're looking for ways to help with the scholarship fund as well, um, at the conference themselves, uh, GopherCon and kind of sells their old swag from previous years uh, as well as the current year. Um, so you, any money you go, you can go there and you can buy old con- GopherCon swag, uh, t-shirts and the like. And they usually have tons of toys <laughs> and stuff left over because they have to buy them at like 5,000 units. <laughs> right? yeah. So there's always toys kicking about. Um, and you can buy all those and all that money goes to the GopherCon uh, scholarship fund as well. And then, you know, Go Bridge and uh, Women Who Go. <laughs> Heather says, so many toys. There really are. Um, and Go Bridge and Women Who Go also offer uh, ways to help as well. I know next week I, you'll you'll see me uh, wearing um, all Women Who Go t-shirts uh, all next week. I bought six from the Women Who Go Threadless store, uh, all beautiful Ashley McNair designs. So you'll see me in a different Women Who Go t-shirt kind of every day uh, next week as well at the conference. So and then all then that money again just goes to help the GoBridge scholarship in that particular case. Uh, so there's a lot, you know. And last year I guess they the uh, GopherCon raised seventeen thousand dollars scholarships um so it'd be awesome if we can raise more that would be pretty cool that would it be would be pretty cool. cool yeah this is why mark has to bring a second bag <laughs> for cash like he has to bring an empty luggage bag just to bring back no not for cash, <laughs> for, cash. I meant to, for all the stuff he buys what do you think i'm doing johnny <laughs> yeah everybody give to the go bridge fund it all goes in this special bag i brought <laughs> Mark's like telling everybody, yeah, live on air, I'm going to be bringing a big suitcase full of cash. All of a sudden, Mark Bates turned into a grifter on the air. I'm not quite sure how that happened. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, yeah, there's so many. uh, And apparently, yeah, and Bill is giving a post-con workshop, which we've kind of talked about a few times. uh, And 20K of those proceedings has gone to the GoBridge Foundation already. So the GopherCon team really wants to help uh, in any way they can. And, you know, and obviously they need your help. (laughs) <laughs> to help as well. So buy that swag, buy, you know, support any of these community efforts, whether it be through GoBridge or through GopherCon itself, because they care and we care and we should all care. <laughs> right. Sorry. That's my little <laughs> shy off to the corner now. <laughs> so somebody had mentioned in Slack that I believe there's a pre-party meetup, but I don't know if, is that before GopherCon entirely? I know that a lot of conferences, like different local meetups will tend to try to have a meetup like the day before the conference. So if you happen to be in the area early, I think that's the San Diego Gophers. It looks like on Tuesday, the 23rd. So uh, that's the day before the workshops. Um, And I guess Cosmos is also uh, hosting a sort of mixer party thing as well. Let's see. There are a couple sponsors that are hosting one Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday is Cosmos. Uh, They're going to be holding some sort of a mixer kind of mingly thing here. Uh, And then, yeah, a meetup on Wednesday. And I don't know what the other one is because Heather hasn't finished typing it to me yet. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, just check those out, though. If you've, you know, if you ever go to a conference, it's it's especially GopherCon. I feel like it's pretty common for people to do some sort of meetup and it's another chance ah, to and we work is hosting something on their place like she that she thinks on friday so there the, when you show up next week just just keep your evenings free seriously seriously just like just look they're all tweeting like just look at everybody and just make a decision and say they, i'm going to all these things but try to go to I, it's overwhelming to go to everyone but if you really want to make the most out of your conference like meeting people and network i, I feel like we've been harping on this for an hour now right yeah <laughs> it's important, networking, it's but it's important it's it's the why you go to a conference uh and those events are great places to do it so you know try to get to as many as you can you know, if it means taking a small nap after the conference before you go out, <laughs> then take a small nap and, and get yourself geared up and go back out. Grab a coffee and do it. It's worth it. 
Oh, there are also groups. That's right. Yeah, there's like running. There's like, there's usually a running group at GopherCon every That's year. Right. Yep, yep. Early morning run. Yeah, and I guess there are other groups in the GopherCon channel, like photography and stuff like that. And people are already starting to organize dinners together and stuff like that. So if you really, you know, follow the Slack channel, the GopherCon Slack channel, if you're looking to already start making some of those connections. I feel like I'd have to go and make the anything but early morning run group. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't mind running. I just don't like early morning runs. My, my wife has been running a half marathon in every state and she's up to i think 20 uh, including washington dc and i'll go with her sometimes and i'll still be sound asleep when she gets back <laughs> like she'll go run 13.1 miles somewhere <laughs> come back i'll still be sleeping um so yeah i'm not for me Ooh, we forgot one thing. The Gopher Guides program. I can't believe we forgot that. So, oh, it's, uh, I think it's just called the Guides. Oh, is, is it the Guides program? Okay. There's a name collision with Gopher Guides, and that was more our fault than Andy's. Right, uh, right, yes. right, right. Yeah, actually, I never thought about that. That's, yeah, good, good thing. Yeah, thank you for bringing yeah. that up. Yeah, so the Guides program, Andy Walker, uh, uh, another um, known community, uh, community member, um, basically runs this uh, program for first-time Attendees. attendees yeah so basically if you're really like shy or even if you're not right even if you just want somebody that basically uh, an anchor you can always go back to and say hey um so i've attended these talks i'm not quite sure what where which other talks to, to to go to next or i'm not quite sure what i should do now should i go to this event or that event like usually the guides are are sort of tethered into the community right they know sort of uh, what's going to be more suitable for you you know when you compare a couple of things right say hey oh you know what if you you know i know you value you know, x y and z so this event or this talk is going to be uh, uh, more suitable for you than this other one, right? So somebody who actually knows, right, uh, um, sort of uh, uh, what would be more appropriate for you based on what on your needs, right, for attending the conference. Basically, these people can be like a, you know, like your guides. Basically, they can provide some of that insight, right? That that's going to sort of make make sure you, you you get the most out of the conference as possible. So um, definitely, that's that's should be available. I think I have some details. If you, you have need. some details, please. I have yeah. details. So again, uh, like like previous years, uh, the guide programs hosted by Andy, who's just an awesome, awesome person. You should really get to know Andy because he's a lovely guy. Yeah, he's um, my co-organizer for Baltimore Go, so I know him quite well. Oh, there you go then, yeah. Um, I wasn't saying you should meet him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start with me. <laughs> you know, have you ever met Victoria Borsico? She's lovely. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so the gathering uh, for the guides program is at the hallway tracks table, which is on the lower level of the space, and there'll be signage uh, when you get there, but um, so since this is going to air, what, on Tuesday, which is like when everybody's in the air going to go for cons, so we're going to air while we're in the air. Um, just a few things to know, I guess, go for all the conference activities are going to be in the North Tower on the Grand and Pacific levels, according to, to Heather. Uh, and the Gopher, uh, the, not the Gopher Guides program. <laughs> Gopher Guides is an amazing training company who would love to help you with your Go learning needs. Um, Shameless plug. <laughs> you like that? Uh, the Guides program, however, uh, I guess is meeting on the Pacific level. Yeah, I, I think, uh, are we out of time? We're pretty Just much about. there. Oh, boo. I know, it could go on for this, you know, on this. Oh, and Heather's days. promising, I just want to say, the best Wi-Fi ever this year. She promises. What? That's a tall See, order, Heather. I so It's brave because I know how technology works. <laughs> yeah. There'll be like no Wi-Fi And here at you all. go. This will, this will really help the Wi-Fi sing in the hotel. Apparently, it's complimentary Wi-Fi in the guest rooms. So, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would do your downloads before you get there. <laughs> I don't think they know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely, I would definitely download anything you want before you before you get before you, before you get to because if you have twelve hundred gophers in one hotel sharing free Wi Fi, yeah, 
it's yeah. it's over. Game over. It's gonna be a crawl. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this year. It's gonna be a good time. Yes. Best ever. It always is. It really is. Yeah. 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 It gets better every year. That's what I say. I, honestly, you're right. Having, um, you know, I, Johnny, you can say it with me. I mean, we've both been to every one. It truly has gotten better every single year. Um, and, you know, Heather and the team at Convention Designs really listen and care. And, you know, when the community speaks up about something, they they jump in. I mean, just we didn't even get a chance to talk about the food, for example, at GopherCon, which is usually outstanding. Uh, like they just bring in some of the best. Like I, I, I do believe you should always go out at least once for lunch. Just get out of the space. But you know, if you're there, the food is truly spectacular. It's not brown bag, conference box lunches. Like it is proper food. They also they have vegan kosher halil stations. Like they really try to cater to everybody and really try to make it you know a, a special time for everybody. So. They're, they they do amazing work, and Heather, if you see Heather, you'll see her. She'll be rolling around on her scooter, um, probably yelling at me. <laughs> if you see her, like just just say hi and say thank you for all the hard work she does, because um, she does so much. She really does. She'll probably, if you can't recognize her, she'll probably be the 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 boss looking lady, you know, <laughs> running around and making sure everything you know is going off without a hitch. Oh, not allowed. Oh, apparently they don't have this. They don't have the uh, segways this year. Normally oh, they have. In yeah. Denver, they had segways. Uh, so you'd always see her zipping around. <laughs> yep. Uh, red hair behind. She said she'll be riding her broom this year. <laughs> oh, Heather, we love you. Uh, okay, I think that's. I think that's all we've got time for, isn't it? We'll have to do this in person next week. All right. Thank you for joining us. That's it for Go Time. All right. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Go Time. If you're not yet. Hang with us in Go for Slack. We have a channel called Go Time FM. Look it up. You'll find us. Hang with us during the live shows. Connect with other members of the community. Share stories. Share codes. Share coffee recipes. Whatever. It's a lot of fun. Also, we have discussions at changelaw.com on every episode. Head to changelaw.com slash go time. Find this episode and discuss it with the community. Also, thanks to Fast, the our bandwidth partner, Rollbar, for helping us move fast and fix things. And Linode for hosting the Changelaw platform. Our music is produced by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And if you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this, subscribe to our master feed. It's one feed to rule them all, plus some extras that only hit the master feed. Head to changelaw.com slash master or search for change law master in your podcast client you'll find us thanks for tuning in we'll see you next week listeners. How are you? This is Adam Stachowiak. If you haven't heard yet, we're launching a new show called Brain Science. 
It's a podcast for the curious. Are you curious? Because if so, we're exploring the inner workings of the human brain to understand things like behavior change, habit formation, mental health, and what it means to be human. It's brain science applied, not just how does the brain work, but how do we apply what we know about the brain that can transform our lives. Learn more about the show and subscribe at changelog.com slash brain science. Until then, here's a preview of episode one, where we talk about the fundamentals of being human. We're also all designed to be in relationship. We are fundamentally hardwired to have social groups and and this sense of attachment. And because I'm sort of a, a geek when it comes to research, what researchers have found is that attachment, which that's what we label how we relate and connect with others, attachment is 100% learned, which means our genetics don't actually contribute to how we learn to stay in proximity with other people. And with that, that we all develop ways to manage the threat of the loss of a relationship. But nobody gets to opt out of going, I need to be in relationship with others. I mean, think about it within the context of the prison system. Like, why is it that the punishment for prisoners when they don't fall in line is isolation? Mm, Yeah, it's true. Right? That wouldn't be significant if in some way that doesn't actually harm our brain. It's almost like we need to have that echo from another human being to let us know that we yeah. were, were there or we're alive or just some sort of feedback loop. I'm not really sure how to describe that. Well, it really is this sense of being with, right? Like I can't fight battles on my friend's behalf or on my kid's behalf, right? But the simple fact that I know of what's going on makes a difference because I would contend it's sort of like, I help them hold that weight emotionally. And so that actually leads me into the third thing. And the third thing that I would say in regards to the fundamentals of being human is that we all struggle. Oh yes. (laughs) Right? Big time. And that, you know, we don't always get to pick the way in which we struggle, but we all struggle. Well, if you like what you hear, you should go to changelog.com slash brain science. The show is not out yet, so don't get too excited. But you can subscribe and be notified as soon as the show launches. Once again, changelog.com slash brain science.